Una vez un gran rey que tenía muchas tierras, un castillo y también un amor. Pero los caprichos de ese amor con el tiempo sin castillo y sin tierras lo dejó. Hey everybody, welcome in in the MX Fantasy Podcast, and I am your host Trippin B. What's good? I'm here with Araboy14, the man with the knowledge, and uh, we're here to talk to you about some Liga MX. We got another showdown. It's like, what's up, Enrique? What's up, man? What's up? Um, ready for another showdown? It used to be showdowns, <laughs> right? Yeah, Liga MX. I think we've had what, like, five LMX slates this year, maybe six, and they've been like all showdowns except one. Yeah, pretty much. It's been showdowns with Liga MX, but hey, it's better than nothing, so let's go. Then we had the really weird thing this week where they, they put this slate up on uh, on Tuesday, right? <laughs> they they posted the Friday slate on Tuesday, and they, they were kind of moving it, and you had to register really quick because you didn't know what was happening, but they didn't really tell us, but eventually it kind of came out that DraftKings was testing, like, moving slate times, and they just kind of wanted to use League MX as a guinea pig, I guess, since they did figured not that too many people would be signing up for it anyway. So, you know, they fixed it now so that you can you can register for stuff. But at first I was kind of worried, like, are people going to be reg- able to register for contests, like, if if it's already past lock, you know? I don't know. It was weird. Crazy testing earlier this week. It threw me off because it was really early on a Tuesday to post the, sl- the, post the slate on, you know, Friday, but... Right, they posted it with like third, and it was like locking in thirty minutes, and they moved it back five minutes, moved it back five minutes, and you knew the game wasn't until Friday, so uh, it was strange. It, it kind of like, I don't know, just kind of funny. Like it just shows how DK is not really transparent with a lot of things. They don't really tell the players what's going on a lot of the time. So uh, just another example of that kind of lame. Yeah, well, I hope there's more classic slates coming up soon. Yeah, we got to keep it classy. That that's the hashtag. Keep it classy. Let's go. Uh, we'll see if we get that one going. I've used it a couple times, so we'll see if we can keep it going. Anyway, we do have a showdown slate though to talk about on Friday. Hey, they're keeping Liga Mex alive, so right, right. Hey, something's better than nothing. Always. We got Lobos against Atlas. Atlas hosting, and this one really shocked me when I looked it up in the standings. It's only a few games in, but Lobos actually ahead of Atlas in the standings, which was kind of surprised to me. Two teams that were not so good last season. This season, they are doing pretty good. Starting off the season with, you know, a couple wins. Especially Lobos, they're surprising. The Liga MX with two wins and a loss. I watched some Atlas and I've, saw, I've seen how they have Osvaldo going. So it kind of, I'm not shocked to see them doing a little bit better than they did in the Apertura because... They seem to have a better team, but I haven't watched much Lobos. What are you seeing from those guys? What's the secret of their success? They've been playing good. Uh, I've seen a couple games. I saw the Veracruz-Lobos game, which, you know, we both watched because it was a showdown. And um, the last game, they got robbed by the VAR. (laughs) Palencia, their coach, has been attacking very well with this team. Palencia used to be Puma's ex-coach, so, you know. Yeah, you always got to tie it back to Puma's for sure. Yeah, because we hardly have any Pumas on the slates, you know, so... I yeah, they never get on the slate. They never... It's really weird. Well, when you don't even get classic slates, I guess it's kind of tough for a lot of teams to get on there, but... Anyway, it should be a good game. Hopefully it's a good game. I don't know if either of these teams will stay up in the top of the standings, but they're up there for now, so that's cool to see. And win on Friday, obviously, going to be good for one of them. From the DFS side, I kind of, I don't know, I, I like the way we've been doing it on these showdowns, breaking it up by salaries, but I kind of wanted to hit you first and just say, like, before we get into the, the tiers of salary breakdown, 
give me is, is there a lock on this slate? Is there a guy that you're locking in like regardless of the salary that you got to put in? You know, I wanted to start off with a title. I wanted to call it it's Leo Ramos, the Harry Kane of Liga Max. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be, unfortunately, since uh, as someone who hates Harry Kane. I think uh, he very well might be. He's had a really good scoring streak uh, so far. Yes, he has five goals in three games. So, man, he's off to a hot start. So, it's almost a lock, I want to say. But, you know, he's goal dependent. But my first lock, I'll, of course, have to go with Osvaldo Martinez. Rattles. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I, I would have said the same thing. I think... Osvaldo, you know, we watched him. I, I used to play him just about every single Santos slate, you know, in the previous tournament, and I probably will end up playing him every single Atlas slate. Uh, he's just a guy that I count on for floor. If you look, he's put up 50 points, 51 points, and 44 points so far in the, you know, in the three slates he's been on. And two of that's with goals, but he got 44 points without a goal or, or an assist. So I think that's it. When you talk about floor plays, that's pretty much the definition. Yeah, you can always count on Osvaldo Martinez, unless he gets, you know, a red card or something like that. But right. he's good for it. Ramos, I don't know. That's a pretty big salary, 13-1. And if you try to put the 13-1 with the 11-3, it kind of takes up half your salary for just two spots. So it can be kind of tough. But um, those are the two main guys I think we're looking at. So let's just keep it going. If we, if we look at the tier you know, the salary tier above, and let's take it to, to 9,200 this time. Because there's, a, there's a, the guy right below there I want to ask you a question about anyway. So so if we take it from Isihara up to Ramos, 12 guys, besides those two locks, are there any other two guys you're, you're busting in? It all depends on Lobo's lineup because sometimes they start Chirinos or not. And um, if Yago as well starts, those are two... Uh, Players I will, may put in my lineup. Wide players, and I like to cross and do some shots assisted. And Burbano, Isihara, or the other players of Atlas are wide. I had to put one of those guys in there. I'm not sure which one yet. You think one of, the, one of those 10, 10K guys has to get in, you, th- you feel, even with the other two? Yes, I, I believe one of them guys, especially for Atlas, either Burbano or Isihara are going to be in my lineup. Man, I feel that's like that's making it really tough for me to uh, put Ramos in with with that that combo. But we'll see. Is there anything? What's the distinction between Burbano, Yago, and Chirinos? Is, like, if you're choosing between those three guys, like, what 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 are you making the decision on? I'm a cross type of guy, so I try to look for mainly crosses because that you know can turn into a shot assisted. It comes down to that first, and then. Second for me will be uh, the salary, which one fits the best. It's going to be an interesting decision. I feel like that that could be where the slate is kind of won or lost is the, which of those 10K guys you take. But it kind of helps maybe a little that Andrade is out. He's a guy that we love to play, obviously, always. So you don't have to worry about considering him. What about Vion? Vion, I hate that SOB because he's <laughs> He's not the biggest guy. You know, as far as physical, mm-hmm. and he scored batters against my Pumas. I cannot believe how that happened. But Vigon is a good player. He's an all-around player. So he, he can be in your lineup. I, I would probably consider him GBP, though. 
Yeah, he doesn't cross a lot. He's more he gets there's some games where he gets lots of shots off and there's others where he doesn't. So it just kind of depends and and he, you know, he gets a little bit of a floor from fouls drawn, but you know how that goes. It all it all turns into fouls committed and saying, you know, on the back end. So it can be a little dangerous to trust that. So yeah, he seems like he's kind of goal dependent, but does fill up the box a little bit. Yeah, he's a little pricey for me, so I would say, you know, he's a GDP for Friday. What about if we go to the last guy in this range that we were talking about? Uh, my man, he, he's been playing a lot more with Atlas than he was playing with his previous team, uh, but Jesus Isihara, like, this guy, he's a crosser. Yeah, he's that guy. Like, if you play the last lane for Santos, Garnica, which is crossing like a headless chicken out there, you see that t- same type of game coming for Isahara? Yes. Um, he's actually um, replacing him, which Carnica was in Atlas last season. So he has some cross machine fields to shoot. Right. To <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that is, kind of, that is kind of funny. Uh, that is kind of funny. I hope we see the same type of game. Um, I know, like, on that showdown, I think you and I were both, like, Debating between Garnica and Preciado on the other side; those were the two wingers, right? And I think we both played Preciado. Got burned, sadly. Yeah, I missed out on the Garnica playing the Preciado, but I mean, you live and learn. So yeah, I think Garnica took some sets that last game too, which we weren't totally expecting. So yes, he took some corners. Yeah, so that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen every once in a while. You just gotta. Just got to learn from it and learn to play them next time. Usually, like, you know, I hate losing, but <laughs> if you can if you can come up, if you learn something from your loss, it helps you on the next slate. At least it wasn't a total loss. So, You know what's one of the things I hate the most, especially in showdowns, when you miss on that guy that, you know, is doing all the crosses and then he takes corners and then <laughs> he, he takes a corner and gets deflected and takes another corner. Like, come on. Like, yeah, come on. yes. Oh, yeah, the, the back-to-back corner when you don't have it, it's just the worst. I totally agree. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, uh, the defender just heads it out, you know, like the, they cross in the corner and then they immediately head it out for another corner. Just like, it's either the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world, basically. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one out there suffering like that. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll think of you now next time it happens, unfortunately, for both of us. But if you listen to what we just said, everybody above 9,200 is in play. So, <laughs> so that's going to make it kind of tough. You're going to have to make some pretty tough choices. I feel like, but if I was going to, if you're going to prioritize them, you put Osvaldo number one, who do you put number two as your top, your second priority? You think, assuming like all the guys you would want are starting. Um, Based on price, assuming, price and upside and everything. Assuming that I'm fading Ramos. I will probably put Burbano behind Martinez. Okay. And then from there, people can make their own rankings, right? Like, <laughs> can't give them the whole lineup. Uh, yeah, man. I got, I got some heads-to-heads to lose. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So that's cool. I just want to put you on the spot a little bit there just to help. There's some people that, that need your help. So, um, But it's going to be some tough decision-making. It's going to depend on who's in the lineup. I actually like Izahara. I probably would take the shot on Izahara over Burbano, but that's, you know. I'm not necessarily the expert you are, so we'll see. Um, let's take it down another tier. If we go under 9,000 down to 6,000, that'll get us about 15 guys or so to talk about. Not not a lot of them are starters, but we're going to start. I'm going to ask you, is, 
is Moro Linez, uh, is he anywhere as good as Diego Linez? I don't know. <laughs> That's his brother, but no, nah, he's not even close to his brother, Diego, which is in Real Betis now. Yeah, shout out to Diego, man, making it up from America all the way out to La Liga. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the kid has a lot of potential, so I hope, you know, for the best in Mexican soccer, he can, you know, develop as a better player and become, you know, a good asset to the Mexico national team. Hopefully he never has to deal with any uh, any jerks, uh, you know, calling him short like uh, he did in that U.S.-Mexico friendly. Hey, I, I like that. I like, it, makes, it makes the rivalry, you know, better. I mean, he will never reach Miazga's height, but... <laughs> He can be a, still a, as big of a man, for sure, no doubt. I, I really like Diego Lainez. I, like, I really like uh, Miazga. So it's kind of funny that you talk about the rivalry. Just me growing up as a U.S. soccer fan, and, you know, I have no problem with Mexico. Like, I have my, my girlfriend and her is from Mexico, actually. But I don't really like the Mexican national soccer team. I definitely feel the rivalry there. So it's kind of funny. I like Lainez as a player, and it's kind of, it's kind of brutal having to sort of, like, see him and, like, Cheer for him on his club side just because I, I always... I, same thing with, like, Carlos Vela and, you know, a couple other guys on the Mexican teams. Uh, I grew up with um, Mexico, you know, watching their national team, you know, living in Mexico. But, you know, throughout the years, I fell in love with the U.S. soccer. I know a lot of Mexicans that are fans of the pod are going to hate me after this, but I actually root for the u.s when they face mexico that's my really wow hey hey that's i mean you go with the guy the team you're currently with right i mean you started with team mexico and then you moved to the u.s go back to team u.s i love it yeah i mean i was born in the u.s but i mean i I just have those mexican roots i I do support both i i do like to you know cheer for them in the world cup and stuff but when it comes down to it you know i'm all about the stripes yeah, I think I was. I think I I finally settled the uh, the beef with Mexico. I was I was cheering for them in the World Cup for sure, mostly because <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, so we're probably not playing Moro Linez. It's the moral of that long, boring story. Um, but who is someone you like in this range? Uh, you know, from nine thousand down to six thousand. There's a lot of guys with not much in their game logs and uh, a lot of a lot of subs and non-starters here. I'm probably gonna go all the way below six k. Right, right. We love all those expensive guys. So some of these 6K, these mid-range guys just aren't really doing it for, for this lineup build. I, I completely agree with you. Is there anybody in here who who you might try to, to jam in if you could? I'll probably play a Lobos fullback. Depends on you know, how my salary mm-hmm. is up in the end. I'll probably go with Crisanto or Cruz. Either or, mm-hmm. I mean, Cruz sixty-seven hundred and Santo is sixty-one hundred. So I'll probably put one of them guys in there. Yeah, the Cruz. Cruz actually putting up some decent numbers here. I don't really want to play a goalkeeper necessarily, but I do think Rodriguez at sixty-four hundred. I don't know if you thought they were going to win. He might might be worth it, but again. You want to pay for some of those expensive attack, expensive attackers. So you don't think? What about a guy like uh, the Atlas fullbacks, like uh, Zurita, Govea? Any chance there? Olvera, if he plays, I know Olvera loves to cross. He hasn't played much. Yeah, if Olvera starts tomorrow, I will have some consideration. But I don't see any fullback from Atlas. I don't like them. It's just kind of a dead 
at range, if you can find a player in here to sort of be different for a GPP and they score, I think you could be in good shape. But the construction is going to go more stars and scrubs here. So if there's is there anyone you want to talk about before we move on to the scrubs or anybody else worth a note? If somehow Ian Torres starts for Atlas instead of Duque, mm-hmm. I'll probably plug him in for that price because he's a good four. Yeah, if you can get a discount. That's one thing I have, I, I'm learning a little bit more on showdowns or trying to focus more on showdowns is, is discount goal scores. I'm trying to think. I think it was that same Santos game that we talked about the other day, right? Was it against Puebla where uh, who scored their goal? Their, their goal was scored by Correa, and he was like a, a starting center forward. He was in and like so cheap, like 6400 or something like that. And I didn't play him for, for whatever reason because I'm thinking he's goal-dependent for it, but he's just so cheap. He should have been in the lineup. Even without a goal, I think he did pretty good that game So for value. So, yeah, cheaper forward that, that gets in, that's a good call. I, I'll, I'll keep my eye out there for uh, Ian Torres. Moving down more towards the scrubs, the below 6K guys that you know you're going to need. If you're trying to squeeze through, Two or three of the the nine ten k guys in, you're gonna need two or three of these five four k guys. So, who do you like? I will probably say this is my second lock, which is Abraham Gonzalez for mm-hmm. fifty seven hundred of Lobos. Oh yeah, due to him taking over the set pieces. Yeah, he just his price hasn't like come up to reflect that he has now set piece duty, which is kind of nice. Hey, you may not know it until you hear this pause. So. You know, he's 5,700 in a showdown. I could see him being like a, a 7,500 uh, player in a couple slates if he keeps having like some good games because he's coming up pretty nice. He's central mid, right? So you may not think of him at first, but if he's getting set pieces, then it's probably a good thing. Yes, he's uh, right at the center row for Lobos. Yeah, I've just discovered him a few slates ago and kind of started playing him, and I think I'm going to keep playing him. He's pretty, pretty nice. How are you not going to know this guy? You know who brought him to Liga MX? Who? Take a while, while guess. Uh, Pumas. <laughs> right. There you go. Pumas brought him from Spain. Hey, hey, I'm figuring this thing out. It's nice. What about uh, a guy who's got really nice points per game for a low price, but I'm not sure if he can keep it up, but Maza Rodriguez. Oh, Captain Maza. Um, you know, he's a center back. You know how I feel about center backs. Right, I know. Yeah, but how do you feel about guys that have a floor of three three x their salary? Like that's that's you know yeah, whether he, a center back he, or not. He, he likes to go up and take some shots. He's pretty tall, so he has some headers in there. I mean, you'll probably fit him for your last spot. If you have right, to yeah, it's like yeah, like beggars are not going to be choosers down there. And if you if you need a 4,700 spot, if it's between him and Zaldivar, I mean, I think you're going to probably take Massa. Right, yeah. I mean, he's a defender that, you know, that can give you some points for a really cheap price. Once you get down below there, it's just kind of ugly if you get anybody. Uh, it's a pretty nice price for Santa Maria, but that guy's a foul box from what I remember. I've played him before, and he <clears> just <throat> fouls and fouls and fouls. Yeah, Peruvian guy, he, he, he can have... A great game, and he can have a really bad game. So it's right. awesome with Santa Maria. Right, right. Yeah, I played a, I played a a, a risky winger over a attacking center back in the in the Italian 
showdown slate the other mo- on Monday morning on MLK Day, and I, I played uh, Paqueta over uh, a guy that I knew was good, Crescito, and it, I, I lost big. And so, don't be afraid just because their position says center back. If you know they're a good player, and you know they get fancy points. Don't be afraid of it. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'll probably give Michael Orozco, our U.S. homeboy, a shout mm-hmm. out if he starts. He starts at right back sometimes for Lobo, so look out if he does start as a right back. Yeah, he, he started the last two, so he it, it'd be great to see him back in there for sure. He's cheap. Doesn't cross a ton as a fullback, but it seems like he fills up everywhere. He gets a little bit of, of everything in the stat sheet, and he's put up some good numbers for a cheap price. So and Maybe he'll cross a little more this time. So that's kind of an overview of all the, the salary tiers. You want to do what we did last time, what the, our new debut feature of, of building a hypothetical lineup here at the end? Oh, yeah. How can I forget? <laughs> it didn't It didn't lead to great things for us last time. I don't think either of us – I think we put two guys in that lineup that didn't end up starting, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm going to pop in Osvaldo Martinez as our first pick, and then I'm going to give you second pick. Who, who you want for the second guy in our hypothetical lineup? Hey, you didn't even give me the option to go first, and I go okay. <laughs> no, I need you to go last. I need you to be the guy that goes last and, and gets the, the. I always screw up the last pick in my lineup, so. Uh, we're gonna do this very cash lineup right here. So we're gonna go with Isikara. And then I'm going to keep it cashy. I'll steal your other lock and put in Abraham Gonzalez. Okay, give me some salary there. See. Yep. Yep. Uh, Gonzalez. I'm going for the uh, Atlas win. Which I will predict later on, but um, I'm gonna go with Burbano, the man. All right, so we got thirteen. That leaves you thirteen two for two other guys. So you're looking at either you know two six k guys or a nine k and, and a four, or you know eight k and a four k. So I think to try to keep it cashy and just kind of based on some of the other stuff we were talking about here, I'm gonna take a cheap fullback. I'm going to go. USA all the way and assume that Michael Orozco is going to start and put him in there. And I'm going to leave you 8,900 for the final spot. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, at least this is 8,900. Just enough for Mauro oh. Linus. <laughs> yeah, but he has not started. So we're going to try to get <laughs> nah, him. just kidding. Yeah. A good line here. I'm going to, my only choice here. I hope Ian Storrs. Ian Toro starts tomorrow, sure. but I don't see it. So I have to go all the way down to you know what? I feel like Ian Toro will start tomorrow. So put him in. Yeah, it's a hypothetical lineup. We can we can put a hypothetical eleven out there. So no doubt, right? So that leaves you. That's actually a pretty decent lineup. I mean, you know, it's it's a little stars and scrubs, like we said. It's got a ten k guy, an eleven k guy, a nine k guy, an eight, and then a, a six and a four. So. And these four hundred dollars salary, so you know, I, I don't think this is an actual lineup that's going to come together, because like I said, we can't be sure all these guys started. But you see, like, you may not need to go all the way down to a Roscoe because you were kind of struggling for a guy to fill that eighty nine hundred spot. So you can maybe go a little more balanced there, look, live in the six k range, and, and you know, see who's in, in the lineup. You maybe get Aldo Cruz in or something like that. So uh, Oliveira, if he starts, like we mentioned. So I don't think it's gonna be too tough of a build. I think you want to focus on Osvaldo. And Abraham and, uh, you know, the set-piece takers. And then fill in, if you think it's going to be high-scoring, get some forwards. If you think it's going to be defensive battle, get some fullbacks and go from there. Yeah, man, it's going to be a fun slate to play. There's a lot of DFS-friendly players out there, so looking forward to it. 
hopefully everyone's having a great season so far. I know I'm having a lot of fun. I don't think I'm quite ahead yet on the slates. I've I had a little bit of bad luck and a couple of bad choices, but I expect to get back back into the green on the MX, you know, in the next couple of slates. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how to play these showdowns. So right, right, yeah, showdowns. I think there is a strategy, but there's just the variance and the dumb luck that can happen sometimes. It's just a little bit just more significant. I mean, I, I just you. There's been multiple showdown slates where you know a goal in the last five minutes just just turns you from like a huge win into a bad loss. So it is what it is. So the mini pick for this slate to win all the money. It's that guy, Chirinos. I was looking at him. Yeah, that's that's nice. Chirinos, he's the goal. He's the guy, huh? Guaranteed goal. I'm not gonna guarantee a goal, but he may, you know, do a couple says here. Right. Yeah, he's the he's the pick that no one else is gonna pick that's gonna win it for you. That's the Vinny pick. So good things. Uh, me, I think. What was it last time? I uh, I called for a three-one game. It turned out one-one. So. I'm going to say this one goes 2-1 in favor of Atlas. The home team prevails and jumps back ahead of Lobos in the standings. You know, I was actually going to say that score. So, yeah, hey. that's, a good, that's a good prediction. I love it. We're in agreement. Maybe that means we'll both make some money tomorrow. So, good luck with your lineups, everybody. Keep uh, Thank you for listening always, of course. And uh, look for us online. Look for us on social media. Look for us on DraftKings. If you want to join our soccer league, and DraftKings, give me a DM at Arabboy14. That's on Twitter, and or you can give Trip and B message as well. Just give us your your handle from DraftKings, and we'll send you an invite to join our league. We have daily contests that we try to keep the league alive. Just if you're looking to grow in the MX and meet some of the people you're playing with, that's a good place to do it. Yeah, if you need some coaching, well, some people charge, <clears throat> and some people do it for free. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hit us with feedback, and we'll see you in the contest. Get it.